I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, sure. Everyone knows the Picard episodes and the Riker episodes. What about everybody else? I don't just mean when Data gets to meet about 17 different versions of himself. I mean the rest of the main crew. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick here for Trek Culture, and here is Star Trek The Next Generation, 10 best episodes not about the main cast. 10. Deja Q. By Star Trek The Next Generation's third season, John Delancey's Q had already been established as the near-omnipotent trickster, yet one who had a clear interest in humanity. His last appearance before this episode saw him introduce the Borg to the crew of the Enterprise with deadly circumstances. So his appearance floating naked on the bridge was sure to raise a few eyebrows. Stripping Q of his powers and clothes allowed for a complete change in the dynamic between him and the rest of the characters, setting the scene for one of the most fun episodes featuring the character. Particular highlights include his exchange with Guinan, one that results in his hand being impaled by a fork, just to test if he really is without power. Though of course he regains his powers by the end of the episode, he also gains something of a better understanding of humanity. For his part, his friendship and loyalty to the crew is secured, even if it doesn't feel the same in return. The close of the episode, featuring one of the most satisfying belly laughs ever heard in Star Trek, is one of the most heartwarming finishes to an episode in canon. 9. The First Duty Though he began life on Star Trek The Next Generation as a main character, Wesley Crusher was relegated to guest star once Will Wheaton decided to step away from the show. The First Duty depicts Wesley at Starfleet Academy, engaged in the cover-up of an accident that resulted in the death of another cadet. The episode is an absolute triumph. Guest star Robert Duncan McNeil would of course return as Tom Paris and Star Trek Voyager, yet Nicholas Locarno is the arrogant leader of the elite group of cadets, a group that most likely served as the template for Red Squad. The episode also introduces the audience to Seto Jaxa, the Bajoran cadet who is also a member of the group. While there are many moments that shine in this episode, it's the speech that Picard delivers to Wesley outlining the importance of the truth in Starfleet, be it scientific truth or personal truth, Wesley had been the kid of the ship, annoying at times, but good-natured and good-humoured. Seeing him dressed down by Picard was a stark reminder that it didn't matter what the relationship between them was, Wesley had let Picard down. He let the uniform down and he let himself down. 8. Hollow Pursuits Reginald Barclay is, at times, a bit of a love him or hate him character. While on Star Trek The Next Generation, he was the goofy and wacky character who had enough expertise to get himself out of a hole, yet not enough to advance in rank. His introduction episode, Hollow Pursuits, is a perfect example of what some of the Shire members of the crew can do with a holodeck. The episode is a funny one. If not just to simply see the normal crew in swashbuckling attire, the actors are clearly having the time of their lives, hamming up everything that they can with the material they're given. Barclay's hollow addiction would be revisited in Star Trek Voyager, specifically in the episode Pathfinder. His 
his obsession with the crew of Voyager is a callback to this episode, enjoying his friendships with the hollow characters he had created. Though the episode ends with Barkley more or less in the same situation he was in at the beginning, it's a very enjoyable episode for the audience and a great introduction to an endearing character. 7. The Nth Degree This episode follows the plot of Flowers for Algernon, though instead of mentally disabled man being given greater intelligence, Barkley, a man of average intelligence, becomes a supercomputer, all so that a lazy race of aliens can say hello. It's great to see Dwight Schultz give such a strong performance in this episode, as we've previously only known him as a bit of a joke. His attempts to act in Dr. Crusher's Cyrano de Bergerac play in the beginning of the episode are analogous to his disastrous attempts at most other things on board the ship. Though he is stripped of his superintelligence by the end of the episode, he is left with the memory of it and the ability to now play chess, which he had almost completely been lacking before. Though this itself is not groundbreaking, it does suggest that he is now capable of thinking strategically and a few moves ahead, something that would come into play later down the line in Star Trek Voyager. The nth degree, while not as much fun as Hollow Pursuits, is still a thoroughly enjoyable episode that allows this guest to shine. 6. Dark Page Luoxana Troy was a character who dominated every scene that she was in. She was loud, brash, and had no qualms about interrupting any meeting around her. So, in the seventh season episode Dark Page, seeing a very different side of her stood out considerably. She is trying to mediate with telepathic aliens, leaving her mind worn down, and old walls that she had put up begin to break down. Deanna Troy tries to help her by entering her mind, wherein she discovers that her mother has been keeping a secret from her for most of her life. Deanna was not an only child. She had a sister, Kestra, who drowned when her parents took their eyes off her. The pain and trauma of this loss began to break her down, leading to her blocking the memory from her mind. It is a pivotal moment in both Deanna and Loxana's relationship and is a huge step forward in understanding her as a character. Majel Barrett, having appeared in almost every iteration of Star Trek, still managed to surprise and deliver, giving a truly heartfelt performance in this episode. 5. Ensign Rowe The introduction of Michelle Forbes' Ensign Rowe is a landmark moment for Star Trek The Next Generation. Here was a character who simply did not, initially, care what Riker, Picard or any of the rest of the crew felt about her. She was assigned to a mission, she didn't want to be there, and she wanted to get it done as quickly as possible. How were the audience to know that she would become one of the most effective guest stars and a character who would form the template for another main character, Major Kira? Had Forbes agreed to star in Deep Space Nine, the role of Ensign Rowe would have been greatly expanded. However, even with the few episodes the audience were given, she manages to shine. This, her first episode, depicted for the first time the plight of the Bajoran people, struggling to adapt and survive after the Cardassians finally surrendered control on their world and colonies. Star Trek had never been shy about depicting the damage done by some of the races in their catalogue, though the Cardassians have potentially received the most exposure for this. It's entirely understandable to hate them after witnessing the children in refugee camps in this episode. While it is as far from a fun episode as one can get, Ensign Rowe is essential viewing for anyone wishing to understand her character and also to lead in to Deep Space Nine. 4. Relics This sixth season episode of Star Trek The Next Generation and the 130th episode of the series featured the returns of James Doohan to the franchise, stepping back into the role that made him famous. Scotty is rescued from a transporter buffer induced stasis after 75 years, leading him to become a fish out of water. His technical expertise is suddenly hopelessly out of date, leading him to have run-ins with Geordi the Forge, who feels he's just getting in the way. If for no other reason, the scene that Scotty shares with Picard on the holodeck is one of the most touching scenes in the show. They bond over a drink as the lights and noises of the old Constitution-class Enterprise surround them. The episode has its excitement, the escape from the Dyson Sphere is wonderful, but in truth, it's all about watching Doohan shine again and again. He is sadly missed, yet this episode is a fantastic tribute now to his memory and to Scotty as well. 3. Preemptive Strike 
Rolaren's final episode is a huge success, both for the character and for the show. While Star Trek Deep Space Nine would go even further to explaining the reasons behind the Maquis' quest for vengeance against the Cardassians, this was the first time that the audience had seen a character they knew and understood leaving Starfleet for their cause. Rolaren was an excellent addition to the franchise. Michelle Forbes owned every scene that she was in, even if she appeared in some bafflingly small scenes as the character, cause and effect being one of these times. Yet, her gradual understanding and later loyalty to the Maquis is both heartbreaking and makes perfect sense. Though Picard feels betrayed by her actions, though not quite at the level that Sisko felt about Michael Eddington, the audience is not so quick to judge her. She grew up fighting Cardassians, escaping to Starfleet but never quite coming to terms with the devastation they brought on the Bajoran people. It is never so clear-cut in Star Trek that any character, when making a decision our core cast of characters may disagree with, is entirely the wrong one. While Deep Space Nine wrapped up the Maquis arc by killing most of them off, the audience was never shown Rolaren's body. What a gift it would be all these years later if Picard could confront her in a future episode of Star Trek Picard. Two, the wounded. Though it's no surprise to anyone who knows Colomini the way the Irish do, The Wounded was the first episode to truly showcase what a fantastic actor this man is. Here, the Cardassian Wars are introduced, which, even though now finished, left a lasting effect on the men and women who fought in them. When Captain Maxwell of the USS Phoenix seemingly goes mad and begins attacking Cardassian bases and ships, Picard turns to O'Brien, as O'Brien had served with Maxwell on the USS Rutledge. It's a grim episode. While Maxwell may be the man committing the crimes, O'Brien displays his own bias and hate toward Cardassian when he comes face to face with the Cardassian officers travelling aboard the Enterprise. While they attempt to engage him in friendly conversation, he can barely keep his resentment in check. The difference between O'Brien and Maxwell is his ability to, or at least his attempt to, put his anger in the past where it belongs. He goes to the Phoenix, sitting down with Maxwell and helping the former commander to understand that those intentions may have been to safeguard the Federation, his actions were wrong. They share a song together and the crisis is averted. The Wounded ranks as one of the greatest episodes in Star Trek for depicting PTSD. It's not always shaking in a corner lost in memories. As shown through Maxwell, the scars of war take a long time to heal, driving reasonable people to unreasonable acts. 1. Lower Decks And in a list of episodes about supporting cast of Next Generation, there is no question as to which episode tops them all. Lower Decks is not only a fantastic episode of Star Trek, but it also served as a spiritual influence on the recent Lower Decks series, albeit nowhere near as lighthearted. While the show had depicted officers with only smaller roles before, this was the first that told the story almost exclusively from their point of view. Seeing these crew members doing much of the same things that the audience were used to seeing the main cast do was a reminder that even with the hierarchy on board a starship, there's still hundreds of other people on board, all leading their own lives. The return of Seto Jaxa was an inspired choice. The audience already knew her as having attempted to cover up the accident along with Wesley, so seeing her on the Enterprise came as something of a surprise. Hearing Picard speak to her the way that he does is more shocking than his speech to Wesley. At least with Wesley, one could understand the personal disappointment that Picard felt. With Anton Seto, he seems almost cruel. However, it's all a test, one that she passes with distinction. Her reward for passing is to accompany a Cardassian informant masquerading as his prisoner. It's a mission she accepts with brave Though, in a crushing end to the episode, the audience discovers that she was killed while trying to return to the ship. The episode is a fantastic example of the lives of others on the Enterprise and about how the main cast are viewed by them. It's a reminder that the other officers on board matter too. Finally, it's an example that, in just 40 minutes, the writers knew how to make a character so dear to the audience that they felt the loss as if it had been Data or Worf. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.